welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Jessica. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome back to Adam's Rib. This is episode 88. 88. 88. Um, what is it? First comes First redemption. First comes redemption. Then and comes, comes repent- repentance. Oh, she felt that. Yes. Well, go ahead and praise him. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all couldn't see me. I was doing my no, shout dance. No, she was shouting. She was, she still, oh, she's going. <laughs> you shout though really but it really <laughs> like it really should so i pulled up the definition of redemption i right? did too what's yours okay so <laughs> mine says that redemption is the action of saving or being <laughs> saved from sin error or evil so i love that that's the same one i had that's the same but one. then i have a second part oh part the two. action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt come on where'd you get that webster I don't Google. Dictionary.com. Google's oh. at it. I think it is dictionary.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's real. Okay, so let's just dive in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know we typically tell you where you can find us, but by now you should know. If you don't know, real quick, um, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Stitcher, Google Play. Google Play. Facebook. Facebook. We have a website. Yeah, AdamsRealPodcast.com. There's blogs on the website. New episode comes out every Tuesday, new blog every Wednesday. Holler at us. Holler. Redemption. So, I love the first definition because it says the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. So, a lot of us, I have like a little bit of a spin here. Okay. I'm I'm just, you know me. I'm going in. Spin it out. A lot of (laughs) us take advantage of this. Like, and... I think we we realize who we serve, mm-hmm. and because we know who we serve, I think a lot of us make a lot of decisions. We make a choice to live in our mess, but with the comfort of knowing, oh, I can be redeemed, mm-hmm. and I can just mm-hmm. say, God, forgive me, and then I know he will. Mm-hmm. Because they say that God's grace and his mercy is sufficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> I can keep living in my mess. I can keep living in my sin. I can keep doing my, I can keep doing me. But I know I got this thing called redemption to depend on because it says that it will save me mm-hmm. from my sin, mm-hmm. my error, or my evil. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, redemption is not something to take advantage of. Right. It's just something that God offers to us. It's something that it's like a perk of being a believer in Christ. A perk. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I like it like that. I like to say it like mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, for me. That's how I see it. No, I like, get you. I you know just, what I'm saying? But you I know really, me, I wouldn't put it that way, but no, it's, you're right. <laughs> I know you wouldn't, but you know, <laughs> but no, like for real, like, I really, I don't, how do I want to say this? 
Redemption is real and it's so it is something that I am totally grateful for because if it weren't for the fact that God redeemed me, I just know that I would be a complete mess. Mm-hmm. Like I would be hurting right now. I certainly wouldn't be talking on this mic right now. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for the God's redemption, if it wasn't for the fact that he saved me mm-hmm. from my mess. But at the same time, I am also someone that at some point in my life am guilty of the fact that I took advantage of knowing that this was something that God would do for me. Yeah. Like I knew, okay, I'm I'm if I, I keep having sex, but mm-hmm. It's okay. I know God's got me. Mm-hmm. I know he'll forgive me. He knows I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. As I do this again. Right. But he knows I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He knows my heart. He knows my heart. That famous line. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I really hope that um, walking away from this episode, that people understand that, yes, redemption is something that's available to, to you. But don't take advantage of the fact that that's what God wants to do for us. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something he wants to do for his children. Um, it's not something to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. It's something to learn from and to grow from. Like, try not to make the same mistake again. Because if you love God, then you wouldn't. You, exactly. You know, it's just like if your boyfriend or husband was cheating on you <laughs> and right. they keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he loves you. Right. And, <laughs> you know? and that's ultimately what it is. Like, mm-hmm. God redeems us to... to hoping that we recognize this is something that we can't do anymore. We Mm -hmm. can't keep living in this way. And the whole point is to learn and grow. Because if you love God, like you say you do, you wouldn't sin against him. Right. At least, and it even says that scripturally, so I'm not just saying that just to say it. But, right. you know, I think a lot of people think that we first need to repent in order to be redeemed. But in actuality, we've already been redeemed. The yep. problem is that if we don't, re- but the problem is we don't repent. I think mm-hmm. is what the problem is. Either we take advantage of it, like you said, or we just don't re- don't repent at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so if redemption hadn't come first, then there would never be any chance for repentance. Mm-hmm. And the book of Isaiah um, he prophesies about a suffering servant and a future of restoration of Zion when all things would be made new, you know, obviously mm-hmm. like later on. Mm-hmm. And so Isaiah 53, five through six says, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. Like you said, we, you know, we've all done things, but then it says we have left God's path to follow our, our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all, meaning that the Lord laid on Jesus, all of our sins up on that cross. Mm-hmm. So just according to this verse, Jesus had to have been beaten and killed in order for us to be redeemed. So in other words, something has to die in order for us to live. You know, animals had to be sacrificed in the Old Testament in order for sins to be forgiven. So the fact that we don't have to go out here and find no more goats and sheeps, (laughs) Jesus has already done that in the New Testament. So if you were to ask someone on the street what redemption means, they'd probably say it's the act of redeeming for a mistake or repurchasing something or making a deliverance or a rescue. It could even be you know, be the exchange of something by using something else of value, you know, mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so back in the day, I was reading um, about something a um, long time ago that, that back in the day, I don't know, 50s, 40s, whatever, <laughs> um, that the stores would give out green stamps. And my understanding is that you could save up these stamps until you had enough to exchange them for something valuable. 
And that's basically what the world thinks of redemption. If you have enough of something, you can redeem something valuable. Mm -hmm. But spiritually, it's just so much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. In Romans chapter 5, and this is kind of a longer verse, so bear with me, but I think it was important. In chapter 5, it says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who was especially God. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we're still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. So just according to that scripture, we have been reconciled unto God, and this is only possible by the death of his son, Jesus Christ. And this is why it was necessary because we were enemies of God, just according to the scripture, because of our sinful ways. And then in John, Jesus said, whoever does not obey the son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. That's why Jesus said that we must repent and believe in the gospel. We're all in need of, of redemption, you know, anyway, but no one wants to believe or admit that, you know, at least mm-hmm. not in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So people are so quick to sacrifice truth if it'll gain them popularity. You know, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Or, you know, the Bible doesn't really mean that, you know, premarital sex is a sin. Yes, it does. Right. <laughs> yes. But, you know, yes. you're so willing to sacrifice the gospel of truth, mm-hmm. you know, just so you can justify your sinful nature. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I mean by taking advantage. Like we always are looking to just for justification for what we do. We're always looking for something to. And I think that we do that to comfort our own conviction because we know it's wrong. But because we like it, we try to find ways to make it okay. Like, ah, I mean, it don't really say we can't have sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. But because you like it, you always trying to find a way to say that that's not what is. That's is not yeah. there. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not been written, but it has been. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to just understand. You just got to understand that living a life through Christ means that you don't always get to satisfy your, your flesh. flesh. Yeah, your flesh just does not always win. And it that is not easy by no means because sometimes your flesh goes completely against what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our fleshly desires are total opposites of God's desires for us. But there is a bigger blessing with the outcome of following God's way than following our own. Because when you still decide to operate in your own way and your own your own thing. You are essentially telling God that I'm more powerful than you. Mm-hmm. I have I have way more. I I can create a better outcome for my life than you can. And how's that going for you? Right. <laughs> I would love to know. Let us know. Email us. Seriously. <laughs> Adamsrib at gmail.com, right? right? <laughs> Let us know. We can have a conversation. I'm saying I, we need you on the show because <laughs> you obviously got a recipe for us that we're all mm-hmm. missing. But because I know for a fact, looking at my own life, I've been there where I thought I um, like I knew better and I tried things my way and only my way. And I promise you, I could I fell flat on my face. Yeah. But doing things now God's way, I mean, it's been blessing on you top fall, of us. It don't hurt as much. It don't though. hurt as much. 
<laughs> it don't. And you I mean, fall and nearly more, as hard. Yeah, and more. There have been more opportunities for blessings to come in my life yeah. since I've decided to follow things Christ's way than when I was following my own. Mm-hmm. And you said it perfectly. I still have stumbled. I've still fallen even doing things the way God intended for me to do it, but it didn't hurt as bad. Mm -hmm. I still had peace. I still had some joy to hang on to. I didn't have it when I was doing things my way, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's because God redeemed me, you know? know. The Greek word of redeemed, um, I think I mentioned this earlier, means a ransoming, deliverance, or a rescue. And that is exactly what Jesus has done for us by giving his own life, you know, two, 3,000 years ago at Calvary. Paul says in Romans that since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved from him, from the wrath of God. So when Paul says that, that we are saved from God's wrath, he's he's saying that it was Jesus's shed blood that were not only rescued or redeemed, but that were also justified by the spilling of his blood. And the way we as sinners can be justified and redeemed from God's wrath and then and then, you know, made the necessary righteousness of God was by Jesus becoming sin for us. So ultimately, we're not just saved from our sins, you know, from hell or from ourselves, but we're actually being saved and redeemed from God's wrath because God placed that wrath that wasn't meant for us onto someone else so that if we repent and trust in the Savior, which is Jesus, then God will look at us as having the same righteousness as Jesus has. So it comes really full circle if you think about it. I'm probably getting a little too deep with it, but I think it's important to just really understand biblically like what this means so that it can be applied in your own life because God has done everything possible to draw us to repentance including sacrificing his own son but if you continue to reject him and and that offer you know may be withdrawn once you die (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you continue to reject him and you know there may not be no second chances no there won't be no second chances. No, no. I won't even say maybe there won't be. And so it even states in Hebrews that once a man dies comes judgment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So take yeah. that as you will. <laughs> Can you imagine though, like the no. day? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought I knew where he was going with this, but you might have. <laughs> like, go. Because <laughs> your answer is probably what you to say. But no, like the day that we actually face God and have to face that judgment. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he going to say? Oh, I thought I didn't know he was going to say that. I oh, thought you said, you, you know, could you imagine that you die and you're being judged? Like, I think you're like sent to some hell place. No. No. Oh. I wasn't going to go that far. Okay. I was just <laughs> wondering, like, I mean... Because I actually think about that sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. what is God going to say about me right now in my Mm -hmm. current state? Like, Mm -hmm. would he be proud of me? Like, if today was my last day, would God say, I'm proud of you? Mm -hmm. Job well done. Like, would he say that? Or would he say, I've been trying to get you to do things this way, Mm -hmm. but you fought against me this whole time? What do you think he would say? Are you like, is this a rhetorical question? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about me. Like, Oh, okay. Like, I'm just I was like, well, that's something you got to figure out for yourself. No. I mean, like, no, I think I I know what he would say about me at this point in my Mm -hmm. life. I think I've done a darn good job. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't saying you weren't, but I'm just like, that's something you got to pray about, Jessica. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but. I mean, like, just generally speaking, mm-hmm. like, I, that's something I feel like people should think about Yeah, when they're making decisions about yeah. what they're doing and how they want to live. Like, yeah. and when they feel and when people rely on this 
saving grace to I think people they use that as the blanket. They use that as mm-hmm. the justification. So that's why I say, like, sometimes, like, I just wonder, like, what do you think God would say if today was it? What would he mm-hmm. say when you become, when you get face to face and that judgment, that moment of judgment is occurs? What, what would be the words? Like, well done, my good and faithful. Right. <laughs> right. Or will it be? Yeah. <laughs> Not right, <tried>, but... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want God to look me. I want to hear the words, job well done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I do. I want to hear that well done. Mm-hmm. You did it. You did what I wanted for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I sacrificed my life, you showed me through your actions and your work that you appreciated the sacrifice mm-hmm. that I made. Yeah. I, I gave my only begotten son so that you may have your right. life. And are you going to take advantage of that? Are you going to like, are you going to take advantage of the fact that I gave you this second chance, this chance to live your life mm-hmm. in in the right way? Are you just going to mm-hmm. continue to do things yeah. on your terms? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, that repentance is everything. Because again, we're human, so we're going to make the mistakes. We're mm-hmm. not going to live life perfectly by mm-hmm. no stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But... When it when you go before God, like, are you coming before him with a complete, sincere heart? Mm-hmm. Are you truly sorry? Do you really want to be better than what you were? Yeah. Are you just saying, I'm sorry, because in the moment you really need God to be God mm-hmm. to get you out of a little mm-hmm. bit of a mess. But then two weeks later, you're going to be doing the same thing yeah. and talking about I'm sorry again. Yeah. And really, you know, when you repent, that means... To, to change your mind you know mm-hmm. it also tells us that well i should say in the bible it tells us that true repentance will result in a change of actions mm-hmm. and so it's if it's if it's a change of mind the results are going to be in a change of action you know that's why people always say that actions speak louder than words you ever yes. wonder where these sayings come from read yes. your bible it's all in the bible it's all in the like book. seriously and so you know i didn't mean Oh, I didn't mean to keep lying to you, but yet that person keeps lying and that they truly haven't repented. It's impossible to place your faith in Jesus Christ as your your Savior without first changing your mind about who he is and what Mm -hmm. he has done. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to truly and fully change your mind without that causing a change in your actions. And the Bible repentance results in a change in behavior. And that's why John the Baptist called people to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Because a person who truly has repented from rejection to Christ, or I should say of Christ, to faith in Christ, will give evidence of a changed life free from sin. Mm-hmm. And so turning from sin, it, it's not the definition of repentance, but it's one of the results of genuine faith-based repentance yeah. towards Jesus. Yeah. And that's why first comes redemption, then comes Oops. repentance. Yeah. Because God redeemed you and you and you recognize that he is your Lord and Savior. And it will cause you to want to make a change. Mm-hmm. Because redemption is the, is the price of the blood of Jesus and what has been paid in full. And salvation is our saving process, which was brought forth through redemption. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> to me, yes. If yeah. it don't, email me. <laughs> Man, yeah, I feel that, though. I feel that. You know, so ultimately what Lindsay just said is that God already paid the price. <laughs> the price what do you mean? 
you always interpret it when I say like, and I ask, does that make sense? You're like, yeah, but this is what she said, y'all. Because it may not make sense to everybody. <laughs> okay, well, I, what did I mean then? Go ahead. It made sense to me, at least what I felt you were saying <laughs> is that the price has already been paid. Now it's up to you to live up to what was paid for yes. you. <laughs> See, there you go. Now, for anybody that didn't get it, now you get it. Like, <laughs> uh, and that you have to, you know, remember, um, you know, you can say, you're sorry, forgive me, Lord. But if you're not changing your ways, your action, you're not sorry. I am sorry. Hey, <laughs> no, we ain't going to do that. <laughs> sorry, I am sorry. Don't get me started. Don't, 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 don't <laughs> get me started. Don't stop. You know I'm a bay fan. Stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but honestly, that actually kind of ties into this because if the it song is. is like, sorry, I am sorry, sorry, it's like. <laughs> but that really, you know. Y'all don't even know. Actually, she was preaching Bible. There you go. <laughs> I'm saying that was a word right there. But that's real because that's really the thought. I feel like that's the mindset of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I ain't sorry. sorry. Cuz you ain't changed your actions. You ain't doing nothing yeah. different. You doing nothing different. And so, when we're when we're made new in Christ, we are new beings. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that So you should be transformed. Your identity will be different. Yeah. What you identify with and what you recognize in yourself will be different. If you are sincere, sincere about giving your life to Christ, like if you are sincere about living the life that God has for you and living through living the way that God has um, mapped it out for us to live. If you have if that is your sincere commitment to God, you will never be the same. Yeah. Nothing will be the same. I'm sorry. We got to go. Yes, we do. We got to roll. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Here you go. Oh my gosh. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace out.